Good morning. Uh, this evening at 8 p.m. Uh, in the chapel, there will be evening worship. Uh, Julian Amorelli is going to be leading us, so uh, you should come out and uh, join. And Friday in chapel will be our, our fall hymn sing. Um, it's, it is my pleasure to introduce our speaker, Roy Hubbard. Uh, this is the um, last year Roy was here. Well, tr we tried to have Roy here, but the weather conspired against us. Um, and he's actually here now. So a very brief intro. Roy, he grew up in New Orleans. He went to LSU. Um, I'm not Go sure. Tigers? Yeah. Where do, you, where do your collegiate allegiances lie? Because he served with RUF at Alabama A&M for five years. Tiger or? Tigers, definitely. Tigers. All right. Uh, Roy served RUF for five years and is currently an associate pastor at New City South in St. Louis. Um, Literally too many interests and passions to mention, although there were some good, good ones in here. Fishing, music, coffee, food, history, freestyling, which I'm assuming all happen at the same time. You don't time. want these bars. Yeah, you don't right, want these right. bars. Uh, he, he, is, he is married to Emily. He has four children, and we should give him a warm Scots welcome. Pastor Covenant College is lit. Okay, I see. I see. I see you. I see you. All right. Um, so this morning, um, we're going to be looking at what I think is a very, very tough passage. You know, some days um, I have uh, dreams about writing a book called Things I Wish Jesus Never Said. Um, and this, this passage is one of them. And um, so if you have your Bibles... Uh, we're going to be looking at Matthew 7, verses 21 through 23. So Matthew 7, verses 21 through 20, 23. And as always, um, this is God's good and his holy word. Uh, it stands over us. It's for our good. It's for our benefit. Uh, therefore, let us give our attention to it. Beginning at verse 21, he says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name? And do many mighty works in your name. And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. That's God's word. Let me pray for us and pray for our time this morning and ask God to bless our time. Let's pray. Son of man, we... Um, acknowledge you to be the Lord of all, uh, the God who reigns justly and who rules over all of his creation. And we um, I acknowledge that we in and of ourselves are powerless uh, to do anything good. Um, we acknowledge um, that our hearts are hard. Uh, we acknowledge that we do not want to submit to your word. We acknowledge 
that we are distracted by the cares and anxieties of this world. Uh, we acknowledge, Lord, um, our sinfulness before you. But Lord, we also acknowledge that you are the God who breathes life into death, hope into darkness. And we ask, God, that you would bless our time in your word this morning. Uh, we ask that you, God, would be merciful to us to soften our hearts, to unstop our ears, to open our eyes that we might see. And Father, I ask that you would use me, a sinner, uh, to proclaim the good news of your kingdom. Uh, would you help me to preach this word to my own heart, um, as well as the men and women here this morning? We thank you, Lord, that you love us. We ask your blessing upon this time. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, so growing up, uh, I was a part of a group of friends who loved wrestling. Um, we loved WWF, so I pretty much grew up saying that Hulk Hogan was my dad. Um, if you guys can't see the resemblance, something is wrong with you. Um, but out of all these friends, um, one of my friends was a guy named Todd Moore, and uh, he was a friend that whenever we saw him coming from a distance, we would all immediately become very nervous. Um, and the reason why is because this friend, um, whenever he came around, instead of greeting you with like, you know, a handshake, what's up, bro, dap, um, this friend would greet you with a wrestling move. Um, so he would just walk up and he would drop kick you, or he would put you in the figure four leg lock, or he would put you in the, the full Nelson. And so every time we saw him coming, we all, all of our friends, the circle, this group of friends, all immediately became nervous because he would randomly pick one of us to greet with his special WWF wrestling move. And we didn't know how he picked these people, and we, don't know, we didn't know how, who, who is it going to be that day. And um, this friend just made us very uncomfortable every time he came around. And when I think about this friend, and I think about this passage, um, I think that sometimes that's the way Jesus is with us. Now let's just say you're reading in your Bible, you're going to God's Word this morning, and you read this passage. I can guarantee you, none of you have this passage tattooed on your bodies. Um, this is not the passage you put by your bedside to, you know, rest your head at night on your pillow. Oh, I just love that Matthew passage. Um, this is not what you're going to go to for comfort. That you're not going to say, these are my favorite verses. And yet, Jesus says some very hard things to us. Jesus says some very hard things that make us uncomfortable. And in this passage, he's talking about entrance into the kingdom of heaven. In this passage, he's talking about how it is that we enter into the kingdom of heaven. And for our purposes this morning, um, I really just want us to see uh, these three things. That Jesus uh, says that entrance into the kingdom of heaven um, is not through 
our you know right theology or right thinking about him uh, it's not through our right works um, but entrance into the kingdom of heaven is only in and through him so it's one not through our right thinking or right theology uh, not through our right works but in and only through him so he starts in verse 21 not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father, who is in heaven. And um, you all are students at Covenant College, and you guys know the slogans, you know the mission statement, you know the vision, in Christ, all things preeminent. I think that's right, right? Is that right? Yes. See, I studied, I studied. Um, but yeah, you know, and you've been taught, I think, what to believe about Jesus. Um, you know uh, that you call him Lord. You know that you call him Savior. You know the right things to say. And in the very context in which Jesus is given this passage, um, for someone to call Jesus Lord, for a Jewish person to call Jesus Lord, th that was a very risky thing. Uh, that, that it was a setting in a context where, you know, under Roman authority, you were taught there's only one person that's Lord, and the surest it's not Jesus. It's Caesar. And, and yet Jesus uses this example to say that, yes, people take these risks of acknowledging me as Lord, and they know all the right stuff about me. They know it's true about me that I am Lord. And yet he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, as you are thinking about this, and um, I hope you guys are thinking about this, but there are, for many of us, um, things that we think about God, uh, things that we've derived from Scripture, things that we've studied, things that we've taken up to say, this is what truth is, this is what God is teaching about himself, this is what God is showing us. And you see that and you just think, all right, my theology is straight, I can check off that box. I mean, you are a college of the Presbyterian Church in America, which is a highly theological denomination. And the way that you think about your faith and the way that you think about your salvation sometimes can be, oh, if I just check the right boxes theologically, then I'm good with God. If I'm reformed, I'm great. I believe in the Westminster Confession, I'm great. God loves me. God is pleased with me because I know all the right stuff to think about him. I know to call him Lord, Lord. And Jesus challenges us. And Jesus makes us uncomfortable when he says, not everyone who says that to me will enter the kingdom. Verse 22 again, on that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? 
And again, it's showing that just because you know things about God or you know truth about God doesn't mean that you will enter the kingdom of heaven. But secondly, Jesus shows that it's not through just right works either. Because in the same way that he says that in verse 22, I think the passage actually gets worse. And I think it gets more troubling because he says, On that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy? And notice this clause, this phrase, in your name. Did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? Which has to be troubling. You have to see how uncomfortable and unsettling that is. And rather than run to, you know, all these things that you take comfort in, and rather than saying, well, Jesus isn't talking about me, I'm asking you to let the words of Jesus unsettle you. Let his words cut. Let his words rattle you. Because what he's saying is that there are actually people doing things in his name. Great things like prophesying and casting out demons and many mighty works in his name. And yet he says of them, I never knew you. Now I know this is a Presbyterian college. I'm a Presbyterian minister. So we're not casting out demons no, no, nowhere. That's like, this is weird. Let's just erase this part of the Bible. Jesus didn't say that. Um, but what works do you do in Jesus' name? That you might not say these things, but you might say things like, Lord, did I not pray to you and pray in your name? Did I not have quiet time every day uh, in your name? Did I not share the gospel with my friends in your name? Did I not uh, worship and serve in my local church because of you? Did I, did I not get all those good grades and study hard for your glory? Was I not baptized because I believed in you? And even me standing before you, did I not preach in your name and for your sake, God? And to think that Jesus could look at me and actually say, depart from me, you worker of lawlessness, I never knew you. Again, that has to unsettle you that has to make you uncomfortable. Because Jesus is saying, those great things, as great as they are, are not what gets you into the kingdom of heaven. They are not what saves you. And that's where he takes us lastly in this passage, that he shows us that entrance into the kingdom of heaven um, is through him. That not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, 
but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. And you hear that phrase a lot of times throughout the New Testament in the Bible. Um, but it's really trying to answer the question like, God, what is it that you want us, your people, to do? Jesus, what do you want me to do? What is it? Did you see this in John 6? His disciples ask him, what must we do to be doing the works of God? God, what do you want me to do? And this is the way Jesus answers. But this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. That if you want to know what it means to do the work of God, God is saying, believe in Jesus. Believe in the one that I have sent. And, and guess what? That is how you and I enter the kingdom of heaven. That we put our faith, our trust, solely in the finished person and work of Jesus. But that's my hope. That is your hope. Jesus saves Jesus alone. And guess what? If your faith is in Christ, that will change the way you think about God. That will make you pick up your Bibles to study and to learn about God and the, the truth he communicates about himself through his word. That will make you want to pray as you long for fellowship and communion with the true and living God and continue to feast upon that. That will change what you do that will spill over into your life and your actions and your words and your speech and your thoughts. And so you will do things in the name of Jesus. But you will do them out of the union that you have with him. That just as Jesus says, abide in me and I in you. And so this morning... Covenant students, where are you? Have you drifted from resting in Christ alone? Have you been resting on your performance? Have you been resting on your ability to keep yourself away from some sin for so long? Have you been resting on your faithfulness? Have you been resting on your theology? And if so, uh, Jesus wants to heal you from that and he wants you and me to continue to turn to him to trust him to believe in the one that God has sent that you are forgiven you are loved you are accepted by God because of Jesus and Jesus alone and he has done it and so my prayer is that we would be people who live out of what Jesus has done for us uh, in joy and in gladness and in peace and in hope. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for a Savior who tells us hard, hard things. 
only to draw us back to himself, only to show us that he is the vine and we are the branches, uh, that we bear fruit uh, only as we are abiding in him. We thank you, Lord, uh, for your kindness uh, in drawing us to yourself. And I pray for those uh, who, may not, who may be here and, and, and they don't know you, and I ask God that you would show them more of yourself that you would show them the beauty and the glory and the supremacy of Christ. And for us, um, as Christians who have maybe lost sight of you, I ask God again that you would show us the beauty and the glory and the supremacy of Christ again. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy to us. Um, please bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. dismissed.